Hi, I'm Chris May. In a creative tip of the hat to one of my favorite weekly television shows, Saturday Night Live, I thought I would start with what is called a cold open. Here now is meteorologist, professional storm chaser, manager, and a huge supporter of this podcast since day one, Dana Vatisse. This day in weather history, Dana Vatisse, June 1st, anniversary edition. All right, I'm going to try to sound as not rehearsed and not lame as possible. I didn't write anything down, so it's going to be ad lib. It's not going to come as a surprise to many, but I am a huge weather nerd. So this podcast is right up my alley. And my favorite episodes are looking back at events that I either worked or I forecast or I followed along with having been with the Weather Network for many years. And what's really cool about that is thinking back to, you know, what was I doing during this event and how I didn't necessarily realize in the moment just how big it was going to be. So really being able to look back and remember, you know, what did I learn from this? And also just being able to geek over some of the uh, incredible stats and some of the incredible video and stories that came out of those events, I think is what really makes me listen to this over and over and over again. And scene. We made it. Today is a special longer length episode where we will look back at how this all came to be and what actually goes into the production of a podcast. We're going to get a lot out of this today, especially a podcast that deals with only weather and weather adjacencies. And I'll explain whatever the hell that means as well. Hi, I'm Chris May, producer, writer, and host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. Back in the fall of 2019, I was asked to pitch an idea for a potential podcast. This was not my idea. I'll tell you all about how we got to this day in weather history. So there I was, summoned to the office of my production manager, Peter Bozanov. We're excited to celebrate this day in weather history's anniversary. And what an amazing year it's been with unbelievable stories that have been told that take us back into the 1800s and in particular my favorite one was back on March 30th of 1848 when Niagara Falls stopped. That headline was so compelling it got me not only to read the article but obviously listen to the podcast and the payoff was there with the amazing storytelling from our host Chris May and I'm super excited to look forward to what the future holds for this day in weather history across all our platforms. I have worked with Pete for my entire time at the station to this point. It would have been by then about 14 years. He asked me to go away and prepare a pitch sheet for a podcast that would have both audio only and video components to it. I came back to him with some configuration of Joe Rogan meets Rooster Teeth meets what I already have been doing on television for the Weather Network for all those years. When I was asked to attend a follow-up meeting, it was decided for me that I would build out a daily short-form format program based on the library of weather history segments that we had in the archives from the decades of working on television. And right there was our first misunderstanding. Taking a full week off of my television duties to scour the archives for, quote, said weather history segments, it turned out that most had been deleted ages ago in data dumps, and what remained 
was lost forever in some labyrinth that we simply had no time to figure out. Besides, it was also pointed out that those old segments were only 40 seconds long, and I was tasked with a daily six-minute episode format. So there was a megaton of research to be done. Oh, and then there was the other issue about there not being enough weather-specific stories out there with enough research material from which to build out an actual story. I moved to weather adjacencies. Simply put, stories that were indirectly associated to or affected by the weather. And that opened up stories about so many naturally occurring phenomena, as well as space exploration. Also, I had to be clear going in that in researching the market and being an avid listener of podcasts for years myself already, they are huge around the world and Canada is only a growing market. I needed to be allowed to be international and at times interstellar with my stories so that we could attract a wider and broader reaching audience. Enter producer Steve Perko. The weather affects everyone in the world on a daily basis in so many ways. And the best part of working on the podcast is finding unique stories that most people don't even know about. And some of my favorite podcasts include the ones where the weather had an impact on wars and actually changed the course of history. Steve and I had worked together a lot since he started here, and he has a work ethic that is, quite frankly, inhuman. <laughs> when he believes in a project, there is nothing that's going to slow this dude down. I had researched all there was from that archival database and had started to look for stories from anywhere I could find them to make for a compelling and engaging series of dailies. I came up with about 120, maybe 130. And then I needed to start writing and recording because we had that June 1st of 2020 on-air deadline. <coughs> then COVID happened. And it was bye-bye to all the support staff and writers and anyone else I could turn to for ideas or guidance. Like everywhere else on Earth, it got real challenging all of a sudden. Steve took to researching the stories, and all I asked was that he cut and paste the meat of the stories to his daily sheets, and I would then take that and do the research and write the creative cuz in order for me to, as Jerry Seinfeld once said, really sell it. Steve picked up finding the stories and keeping the soon-to-be-growing team on the same page as we were, as things were getting a lot faster. By August, we were writing stories for Webb, and as a result, very quickly, we needed a dedicated writer as everyone else was taxed to the max. Enter writer, Randy Mann. It's Randy, team podcast, writing articles that go along with podcast episodes. And it's been a lot of fun because I've been giving myself a challenge to find a slightly different angle than what the podcast focused on to give a little extra either visual storytelling or just something a tiny bit different. Randy took to this with an enthusiasm that I quite frankly was not expecting. She immediately started a totally new approach, which was to write the same story, but for readers, not for listeners. It is subtle, but it makes all the difference in the way an audience absorbs the material. She also started to retitle the stories for the episodes because another superstar in the team, Dalia Ibrahim, 
pointed out to me that although my titles that I develop for the podcast listeners are sharp, punchy, and fit nicely on a cell phone platform, print needs to be more descriptive to attract an eye. Randy has been killing it in that department ever since. By fall, we were now producing the video podcast versions of selected episodes. Now I was writing two scripts for those days, and now taping from the same podcast recording studio in my home as the show gets made from. Ladies and gentlemen, meet David Hodge. Hey folks, how's it going? I'm Dave Hodge, the Weather Network videographer, and I've been shooting This Day in Weather History video podcast with Chris May for over a year now. It's been tons of fun. We had lots of laughs. And I actually learned a lot about weather. So uh, congratulations on your anniversary, and let's keep making the myths. We have a creative director, James Stamos, who was assisting at the time in developing the look for the production. And then Dave and I have been off to the races ever since, creating what you see on television and on web, either on our site or now with yahoo.ca. You can get us on any podcast service provider, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Pocket Cast, iHeart Podcasts, and oh my gosh, several others. But you can also watch those podcast video shorts in a lot of places first. You can always find them on television at The Weather Network. But you can also find them online embedded into the stories that Randy writes on TheWeatherNetwork.com. You can also find them on our The Weather Network YouTube page. If you have access to IPTV, Internet Protocol Television, there is a section titled This Day in Weather History, and the videos are there as well. Oh, and lastly, as of 2020, when it was drawing to a close, we signed a deal with Yahoo.ca, and there you can find our articles and the videos as well. There is literally a world of options for finding this podcast now. And going back to the point that I made earlier about finding stories to reach a broader and wider ranging audience, our social media director, Katie Jones, she provides us updates on the engagement on social media. And it's amazing how the favorites differ from platform to platform. Twitter responds to certain episodes that differs from Facebook, that differs from Instagram, and so on. It's been so interesting to see how audiences engage with this day in weather history across our various social media platforms. Highlights from the Weather Network's Facebook page include the episode recounting the day Niagara Falls ran dry, a personal faith, as well as the iconic Canadian story of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Whereas when we look at Twitter, our top trending tweets range from the day 600 people were stranded in a severe snowstorm in Sarnia, Ontario, try saying that five times fast, to an incredible story of the only person in history to be struck by a meteorite. I think it just reinforces and goes to show that these are stories worth sharing and retelling. It has been a wild ride and one I cannot understand, but one thing is for sure, Steve and Randy and I have found there are so many stories to be told on some days that we have to make tough decisions as to which one we go with. So that's it. That's a very unique point of view of what goes on into the making and the growth process involved in a podcast. It is never one person. There is a massive team who all have a role to play. So who are those people playing those independent roles? I would like to thank all of the TDIWH contributors right now, including Steve Perko, producer, writer for the online articles, Randy Mann. Also, 
having a hand in the success of this past year, and in no particular order, Nathan Howes, Daniel Martins, Dahlia Ibrahim, Kyle Bryden, Devin Robbins, Dan Aitken, Christina King, Katie Jones, Leah Nardone, Kim McDonald, Lena Trong, Dwight Arthur, Tim Whiteside, Amin Bakuri, Daksha Rangan, John DeGaris, April Walker, James Stamos, David Hodge, Scott Sutherland, Sylvia Neal, Ryan O'Brien, Carlos Pacheco, Chris Bilton, Dana Vatis, Peter Bazanov, Philippe Gilbert Poisson, Chris Murphy, Tyler Hamilton, Mike Carroll, Edgar Mohn, and David Gallagher. Tomorrow is June 2nd. Last year on June 2nd, if you remember, was the Guelph tornado that nearly ended that town before it really even began. This year is the Three Hills Alberta tornado that found its way into Time Magazine. That's tomorrow, right here of This Day in Weather History, with me, your host, Chris Mack.